Dillon, up ahead, Winston. No one near him. And he's going to come out with it. And Michigan State is headed to the plus. Hello, everybody. You are listening to a new episode of Spartan Crazies with Ryan and Tim. Today, we're going to talk, uh, obviously, mostly the basketball team with the upcoming Big Ten tournament and talk about the past Ohio State game. And then uh, we're going to, I guess, make picks on four games that already decided um, who the opponents are going to be for the Big Ten tournament. We're going to make our picks, but we're also definitely going to do, like, who do we think is going to win the Big Ten tournament. No, for sure. Uh, Uh, Go ahead. I got that right last year, by the way. Uh, the winner? Yeah, I, Iowa. I yeah, won, I won money t- on that. Took some guts. Um, so, I guess um, good on you for calling that. They did have a had a great run. And then they choked in the first round of the tournament, like they do. Every Surprising year. to no one. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm going to talk about football, and it's not going to be fun at the end. So, uh, yeah, Tim, if you want to go ahead and start talking about the OSU game, go ahead. Okay, um, well, in my opinion, this is kind of an annoying game, mostly because I had to watch it on TV, and if you were lucky enough to have been there, then you would have had a much better experience than the people who watched it on television. If you aren't aware, they lost the feed, uh, I think it was ESPN. It was ESPN. It was the last game ever beat that big the, the ESPN's ever going to broadcast of a Big Ten game. Oh wow! Seriously, what a fitting way to go out. Um, but yeah, it they lost the audio entirely. Um, so one thing that was interesting slash terrible about it was that you're not getting any of the game sounds. You know, the crowd, the referees, the whistle. You know, you're silent. And um, they did try their best to commentate back at the studio and it's not like they were doing a bad job it's just you've just got uh studio air silence with some guys talking and that's how you're watching a game and it's it took it sucked a lot of the emotion out of it um i know in past senior nights um it's like a very emotional affair um it's uh you know there could even be tears not not necessarily for myself but obviously you know from the players and from Izzo and certainly some fans in the crowd it can be emotional and it just kind of sucked all that out of the uh out of the equation but you know the basketball game um just alone MSU continues to shoot the lights out um i think did Aikens go f- 3 for 3 uh, I guess I could check right now, but at one point it was three for three, and it's funny, he follows up, you know, just ripping the nets um, with another shooting performance that's basically flawless, uh, <clears throat> and Joey Hauser, Tyson Walker, I mean, these are three of the best percentages in the conference. They are... He went three for four. Okay, so he missed one later on. Well, still pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um... And and then we had this conversation, Ryan. Can they just? It's funny we we had the conversation. Can they just shoot well 
at home. Um, well, they went to Iowa. They went to Nebraska. They came back to Breslin. Just I think they shot. Saturday. They shot like sixty something percent again on Saturday, which is freaking crazy. <laughs> I've got the games right here. Let's see. Um, yeah, it was eleven six, for fifteen. Six six sixteen percent. Uh, six sorry sixty percent on sa- on Saturday against Ohio State. Exactly on the on the dot. Okay. And it was eleven. It was eleven fifteen from Iowa. Iowa or at Iowa. They definitely shot over fifty percent for. Uh, God, I'll eat that win probability. <laughs> oh, it's never gonna stop giving me nightmares. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe there will be comeback or uh, some revenge coming up, and we'll talk about it. Um, they went fifty five percent at Nebraska, and that was in a, after a first half where they were they pretty cold. Were awful. Yeah. Um, so, three different gyms. Uh, pretty much the same results. They're on fire. And I have a couple of stats regarding three-point shooting, but um, let's talk about the game real quick. One concerning bit is that MSU's defensive efficiency has slipped a lot. Uh, teams are... Well, one, seems like every team hits all of their shots, but that's definitely not true because Ohio State missed plenty. Um, they end up shooting... Well, they they went eleven for twenty five, so they made plenty. Um, and then I I know that Nebraska they didn't shoot. They shot terrible in the second half. Yeah, the last fifteen minutes. So they they only went seven for twenty three, thirty point four percent. But the first half felt awesome. Not sure. Maybe some of that's a little luck. But what I do know is teams are still getting have a great advantage down in the post. Well, MSU has decided that they're going to double a lot. Uh, They've gotten turnovers this way. It's been successful for them. But what I think is happening is this doubling is leading to inevitable um, mistakes. People are missing switches, and then there's a guy wide open. Um, And it's not for fault of necessarily the personal defenders. I would say in against Ohio State, Malik Hall got took... They took him to the rim multiple times, and I could tell every time he uh, kind of hung his head. He was, he was not happy that he was getting um, sort of bullied in that way. A.J. Hogard, first half against Nebraska, Awful. I mean, guys were blown by him. So this is an issue. Um, I'm, I haven't done my research deep enough to see what the like efficiency is on those plays where they're doubling, but I'm sure you've noticed they're not just doubling like a – Edie or a Hunter Dickinson, they doubled uh, Rebracha. Yeah. They, um, I'm pretty sure they doubled Derek Walker. They, they did. did. They definitely they did. did. Uh, and then in the past game, they were definitely doubling, uh, was it Ogpara? Is that his yeah, name? Yeah, Ogpara. Uh, not that much. There's a lot of digging going on. You know, if you do the same thing every time, it's going to become predictable and easy. They're definitely switching it up, but, uh, I think that the inevitable result is some open shots. Now teams are starting to hit more threes. Um, And what worries me is, you know, there's going to be a night, probably, where they don't, you know, shoot over 40% from three. They have to kind of go up against that and um, overcome adversity. And to be honest... 
three-point percentage is a is largely um, correlated with their success this season. I did a, a little fun deep dive, shallow dive, let's call it. Um, this season, MSU has not won a single game if they made less than six threes. Oh, wow. Not a single game. Now, there have been games where they've, they they um, made more and lost, right? Uh, Iowa is a great example. Um, can't shoot much better than that. <laughs> uh, just sort of crazy freak event occurred. But, no, I mean, if if we're watching a game where, let's say a perfect example is Illinois on the road. MSU was kind of dominating the game. It was so much fun. I was fist pumping. I was having a blast. They were going to the rim over and over and over. Brad Underwood claims that this was by design. They were fine. Are oh, you talking about Fran? You mean Fran? No, no, no. Illinois. Oh, Illinois. They used to you were at the game. I was at that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was. they were just going. And that's not MSU's game. Like, they don't score at the rim. Um, <clears throat> not that much. They uh, So, they end up... Going 0 for 7 in that game. They lose. And, you know, they make one or two. Like, that's probably a W. I mean, but if of course, that's a lot of and revisionist history. And if the league hall doesn't get hurt, they probably win. I mean, that that too. Right. But, like, based on the score late in the game, it ended up being a little, maybe like a 9-point loss. Be- or 11, something like that because was, of... Yeah, it was like 7, I think, or something. Because like of free throws. Right. But, like, one or two, you know, they probably win the game. And they go over. They they only had attempted a few. They, shot, they only shot seven the entire game. But it was, like, three were in the last minute right. out of desperation. Um, so that really wasn't their game. So I wondered, and I know a lot of people have been talking about this. I've seen it tweeted a bunch. People want MSU to shoot more threes. But I think that this is there's, – there's a fine line, right? Because – you can't expect them to shoot 50 of them, right? I just don't want people hesitating on good looks. That's all I'm really asking for. Fair enough. And, I mean, this is so cliche, but these are just some kids. Like, they aren't watching it from our view. Right. They are reacting in real time. They're not always going to make the correct decision. Um, I know that they know this as well, but... <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people tweeting they should shoot more threes. Now, that made me wonder, is there a correlation between their three-point attempts and their success? Well, there is a slight correlation. I don't, I don't want to say it's like they shoot this number and they win. That would be fun and awesome. But, of course, there's always going to be a night you could shoot 40 and make, what, like just a couple? Right. It's possible. Um <clears throat> So I went in and I looked. Um, in losses this year, they're only shooting an average of 15.8 attempts. In wins, they're attempting 20.5. So there's an, like it, a big enough difference to say like, well, they hit more threes, probably, you know. And that's actually not the case. Um, <clears throat> what, 
what the real reason is is that MSU's best strength as a team. The the thing that they if you could say like any any part of a basketball team's skill, what are they best at nationally? It's three point shooting. They have three of like the top ten dudes in conference starting. Um most of their offense, because they don't have much of a a post, most of their offense are jump shots. So not only are they, you know, kind of practicing a lot of this, their sets, I mean, there's times when they run a set to perfection and uh, Joey Hauser or Tyson Walker come in rhythm and you're like, well, this is going in. Like, we've seen this. Like, you can, I honestly think you can tell when Joey's going to hit it, like, every single time. And if, if if he does everything right and it just rims out, it's like, okay, that's just one of those things. But you can also tell when Joey's going to miss. He does everything differently. When he catches it in rhythm and the ball comes into the bread basket, as they say, Joey, I mean, sometimes the ball, like, hits, like, it's a perfect cylinder inside the, like, it couldn't be it doesn't further hit, from doesn't hit doesn't hit the iron at all. Well, I mean, not the iron. It's, it's so far, it, you couldn't get further from the iron. Right. He's throwing into an ocean, it looks like. Um, obviously, it's a strength of his. He has some other deficiencies, but so does everyone else on the team. Um, <clears throat> we can talk about the honors here in a second, but I also looked, and essentially, when MSU is is shooting fewer threes versus, like, a bigger clip, the uh, rebounding percentage, it's slightly related, um, which makes sense because, let's say you're hitting them all, you don't really have to rebound. Um, but I think that one of the things that you can look at in this season as well is, did they beat the team in rebounding? Well... In the rebounding battle, as most call it, who got more? MSU eight and three in Big Ten play when they won it. Three and five when they lost. That it. seems like it's pretty common. That's probably for, you know it's it'd be like if you give up ten st- uh, turnovers. Right. Yeah. But of course that makes sense. You get more possessions. Um, but there were plenty of t- uh, games in Big Ten. MSU lost the re- rebounding battle and um, they won the game. Uh, Iowa should have been one. They lost that rebounding battle, but I guess they Iowa probably got a couple of rebounds. They, they, there at the end. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, the moral of the story is, and I know that the coaches are aware of this. Um, they do need to embrace the three point more. They need to sort of like make that decision. Um, of course it usually comes with adjustments through the game. I'm guessing Izzo has a game plan. And then at halftime, if he thinks, okay, this really isn't working out, we're going to go to our guns. Um, that's possibly what happened at uh, Nebraska. You saw they come out of halftime at Nebraska. They immediately are going for skip passes. Um, they're just like, we aren't getting into the post. We don't need to do that because that's doing nothing for us. Now, now that that's... Izzo's a Hall of Famer, okay? He knows what he's doing. He's done every <laughs> single scenario. He's seen it probably 10 times. And you know how many results he has to basically, he's like, well, usually when we do this, it works out well. That is one of the benefits of being a long-tenured coach. But um, 
the three-point shooting thing, I still feel very strongly, because it's Izzo, that they're going to try to get the ball inside. Um, but I would, God, I, I, I would keep your eye on it. Go ahead. I don't know. I, I hope they don't try to post people up anymore. It's I mean, just, every, I mean, the only person I, I trust doing that at all on the roster is a Jackson Kohler. I was going to say, when Kohler's in the game, they're yeah. going to feed him. Right. They're going to at least try. Like, he's working his ass off out there right. to get to post up. He looks kind of small. I'm not going to lie. I don't know. 6'8 might be over. I don't know. I think he's length. probably like 6'8. You think? Yeah. You might be right. Um, they're going to feed him for sure. Uh, Sissoko, they have not really tried much. <laughs> and they shouldn't. Um, you might be the right. The rest of the year, at least. Maybe next year, but nope, not this year. It's not really his game. But, no, I would keep your eye on second halves if, you know, the shooting just kind of, like, the clip starts to open. Um Looks like that they're really, you know, going for it. It's probably one of their adjustments. Uh, this team has more success the more they shoot threes. Take a wild guess why. Because they're statistically good at them. And that's the highest value shot um, in terms of points. Um, so the highest value shot's actually a dunk. But the highest point shot is a three. And you make all of them, you're probably going to win. It's just easier said than done. All right, let's talk about the honors real quick. Um, Tyson Walker, he was second team coaches and media? Yep, both. Um, I think that makes sense because he had so many sort of stick, like him sticking out performances in conference where, you know, there's probably a couple coaches think he's like incredible, probably should be. (laughs) First team, right? Yeah, first team. Um, And then others, maybe not so much. Uh, and then Joey gets honorable mention. Yeah, I thought he'd make a third team on either one of those. I thought he kind of got snubbed, but I'm not shocked that it happened because Joey is a person that regularly gets targeted on the scouting report. You know, to attack him, right? Um, and that's never like. An impressive feature. Uh, but, you know, obviously his numbers are are good enough to have earned something. So, yeah, you're right. It's kind of... Like, his numbers are almost better than Walker's. Yeah. And it's just they're quieter and they're far less swaggy. <laughs> um, but... And then is it Aikens? Hogard. 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 Third team. On media, I think the media voted him third team. But didn't Aikens got an honorable mention? He got an honorable mention. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, four of the starters um, are getting recognized. Another year goes by where MSU doesn't have a first first team guy. I can't believe Aaron Henry. He didn't make first team this last year? I was actually just thinking that in my head. He might have been second team. I think he did get second team. I think he got screwed because I remember. I think I remember people complaining about it. I'm checking it, but I mean, we all remember. They gave him third team. Wow, he got really screwed. It wasn't then. a 
It wasn't a very big. Um, it wasn't a great season. No, oh, I understand. But, but you, we you all got, remember. You got Jalen Pickett, who's on first team. Yeah, I guy doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter now, but it just doesn't make any sense. To we me. all remember his game. Aaron Henry was a, he was a star. A beast, yeah. Um. Okay, so. Um, and then you know who, who Ed won. You know that's yeah, big surprise. Right. Ed won Player of the Year. Who won Defensive Player of the Year? Probably Jackson Davis. Uh, it might have been. I can't remember. McConnell won it again. Again? Year. Says co-defensive. Whatever. Um, yeah, and then uh, it was Painter. Got the. I would have give it. I would have gave that. Um, Collins. Yeah. I think he got screwed. Well, that has been a big debate, in my opinion. Whatever. It doesn't really matter. But yeah. I think I when you take a team from thirteenth to second in the conference, though, like that to me, you should probably win Coach of the Year. I, I understand Purdue was unranked. I think they were preseason number five. But what Collins has done, and they lost what were supposed to be two of their best players in the portal. I think that's the most impressive coaching job I've seen almost in the probably in the entire country the all year. To be honest, they had a team that should have gone to the Final Four, brought back plenty of guys. I just feel like Izzo could have an amazing season. He would never win the award. No, no, he wouldn't. Which is ridiculous. So that part of that makes me think. Does Painter really deserve it over Collins? This is that was like when Urban Meyer wouldn't get coach of the year for football. In the yeah, time. it was the same thing. <laughs> they like haven't lost in two years. <laughs> He's still not winning. It's uh, it's such a stupid like subjective thing. There should be like uh, actual um, like criteria that you can point to objectively for these things, and not just. Whoever people are feeling emotionally, right? Like the guy who's on ESPN the most is probably gonna win. Yeah, you don't you don't see Northwestern on national TV very often, so that doesn't really help their cause. But I mean, if you've watched, I I've watched, like I've said a hundred times, and what almost every probably almost every single Big Ten game this year, like honestly, uh, and uh, Northwestern is just one of the craziest stories to me like just like I said the way they lost two guys two of their best players in the portal um they were terrible defensively last year and this year they're one of like I think the top 10 defensive efficiency teams in the country this year it's just crazy to me I mean I thought he was gonna get fired uh before the season started if you would have asked me if Chris who's who's gonna get fired in the Big Ten it would have been Chris Collins would have been the first guy on my list I think gets good so yeah that's actually a pretty good point um I think they, I probably would have too. They they just announced uh, they're giving him an extension too. Yeah, yesterday. Well, good for him. And honestly, as a Michigan State fan, not I don't not care. That mad about I don't it. I don't have a problem with Northwestern at all. Right. So <laughs> we say that, and they've beat us straight, right. straight in Breslin, but not our best years. Um, okay, now let's talk the Big Ten tournament, right? Uh, am I am I missing something? Nope. Go go for it. I guess we kind of didn't touch on the fact that there was a senior day that... I mean, you were there, right? Yeah. Like, people are saying didn't feel very seniory. No, because you don't know who's going to be back next year. Well, it's, it's just... It, it's not the same thing 
Well, that aside, um, I, I, I mean, I saw it on TV, but there was no sound. Right. Uh, like a less emotion from some of the guys making people go, "Wow, that looks like he's coming back." Just based on. I I mean, I do think that Walker and uh, Paul are gonna both be back next year. So yeah, I mean, it 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 just felt different to me because I'm like I kind of expect to see two of these guys back like yeah i i think hall's coming back i think that's the i'm kind of 50 50 on walker i guess but i if i had to guess today we had to put money on him being back or not i'd probably say he'll be back and then today joey basically said he said never say never but that was i mean you know i, I would take him back he was being <laughs> playful but I, he I said he said he's he's done I I would it's over. I, I, I he's not gonna come back, but I I can't I can't believe I'm saying this because I was one of his biggest critics. But I would take him back next year in a heartbeat if they had space for him. One hundred percent. I just think it's so so much of this makes me think: where does everyone fit in? All the guards? Yeah, because you're somebody. I I was talking about this to my friend. I think somebody's gonna wind up transferring if Walker comes back, and if I had to put money on it. It'd be the guy with the headband, number five, because I don't, I don't know if he's, I, I, I like him a lot. I think he's gonna be a really good player, but if I had to guess, and I have no idea if this is actually gonna happen, he'd be the guy I think winds up going elsewhere. Well, in you know, just in my head on paper, because who knows, Jeremy fears he'll still be a freshman. Who knows, he might need a, a year to sort of catch up. And Holloman will be a sophomore. Maybe he will have taken a big jump. But yeah, on paper in your head, you're thinking. Well, a you know one A one B is Hogard and Walker, and then Aikens is I you could throw Aikens at the three though Aikens and then you would, in my opinion, I am very high on Jeremy Fierce, so I would find it very conceivable to have him above Holloman. And it's like where does yeah on the pecking order in my head that's just the way basketball is yeah that's the way college sports are I, I would say Holloman's at the bottom but you know I don't want to totally close the door I mean they'll have all the spots on scholarships right I don't know how that works I don't know how they would I think they could make it work I they'd be losing Joey Whitens was on scholarship this year I'm pretty sure they, and I'm pretty sure that they said Whitens is gone he's not going to be back next year correct. so that's two and was Davis Smith still on scholarship? I think he was because they had they had two open spots, right? Okay, let's just say it's three. If we're wrong, sorry. Um, so that's they're still missing one. They might have had another spot. I can't remember. That. Yeah, well, we're butchering this, but um, I wouldn't be stunned if there was a transfer. Pierre Brooks has had a. That's very disappointing. Uh, if I had to guess, a guy that has the highest chance to transfer next year, for sure he's the guy. I I don't like his body language a lot of the time. Um, he's not making shots now, and I understand that's kind of like a come-and-go thing, but and he's not – I mean, he's he's looked a little bit better defensively lately, but he's not a good defender. Yeah, well, it almost looks like he's just unsure. I'm I, – I, He's worried. He's worried about getting pulled from the game. I think is what that's kind of the vibe I get from him. Like, yeah, and he's worried. He's not. He's trying not to mess up. He um, is thinking too much. 
I mean, we saw earlier in the season, was it Oregon game? He was like... He was hitting... Sh- or was it Alabama? You, I, there was one game where he was hitting shots. Yeah, he was hitting a bunch of shots. And we know he can. All right. But there's a lot in between your ears. Confidence is a huge part of this. And he's all out of it right now. He's, he's running on zero confidence. Um, yeah, I mean, based on like the way this has gone, I wouldn't be shocked. But I, I think I read an article... With, his parents, like, they really they like Izzo. Yeah, they do. Um, so that's a huge factor. I mean, especially in this day and age, like, the parents, how they feel about it is important. Um, you're right. His body language isn't great. But, you know, when you airball and the guy I, scores I get on it. you. I get it. Like, he might just be disappointed with himself. I, I get I get, I get it, man, because he is struggling and... It it's, I. I'm not ready to say he can't do this. Oh, I think that he could definitely be a plus player on a good Big Ten team. I'm not saying that he couldn't be. But yeah, it's it's just one not thing. Trend, is, it's not trending in the right direction. One thing is is that he should be taking guys to the hoop because he has size. He, he and he not, can he, finish he, around the hoop. He's not a bad athlete. They are all expecting him to shoot right now. He should take guys to the hole, and that's when it's, you know, he's going to start, I think, opening up, get a little more confident. It would be just fantastic for this March, this postseason to start. just go off. Pierre Brooks just comes out of nowhere as a, as a dude. Because I mean, it's, it's somewhere in there. He was averaging like 40 points a game in Moneyball. Now, that is Moneyball. <laughs> this is the postseason in Power 6 NCAA, but... Um, you have to put the ball in the hoop to score to average forty. You have to actually physically. We all know he can, make it go he, in. We all know he can score. I mean, well, it's it looks like he doesn't know that right now. But that this game, it's um, it's not for the weak hearted. That's for sure. And uh, he's playing in one of the best leagues in the country. So, you know, these are grown men, and he's kind of looking a little young out there, a little green in the gills. But I don't want to pile in on him. He hasn't really been getting a lot of minutes. Um, definitely the rotation has tightened up. At this point, you know, it's, it's felt like such a long time since we could say this. There are times when I'm just like we need the, the starting five or six out there. You know, there's basically like six guys that you're like, they as many of those six should be on the court as as possible I would say at all times. Seven. Seven being Kohler. Okay, but so when Kohler's in, this is a tangent. But so when Kohler is in, you're not thinking. I mean, when he's like going on a little run, that's great. And he's been better of, defensively to be. Like, he has, but you're not kind of thinking like we need to get Sissoko back out there. I've thought it a couple times, of course, but like I, I'm not like. Freaking out when he's on the floor. No, not freaking out. But my point is, is like, the whole reason I'm bringing this up is like, it feels as if there has elevated a group that are the. Oh, group. I, I, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I think that's a good sign because, um, I, this is conjecture, but the season that MSU just snuck into the f- first four and lost to UCLA, um, 
it felt like they started a different center, like, for the last five games of that season. They had, a, like, I don't know how many di- – there was some crazy, insane number, they had, the amount of different lineups that they had that year. But even at the end, it was like Marcus would start, then um, then uh, Marble would start. Co- and, uh, earlier in the year, Kithier was starting. Yeah, and yeah. it was just – they still hadn't figured it out. And that's not a great sign. Right now, what's really beautiful, and I think part of the reason that MSU is – really rolling on offense is there really is kind of an identity to this offense um they move the ball a lot honestly you can look on the sideline when it gets a little stagnant you can watch Izzo probably scream at them and curse them basically telling them move the ball and then the next possession is like they're more focused on passing the ball around (laughs) than to actually score it because Izzo is very adamant about the fact that he thinks when they move the ball, that's when they become very dangerous because they can shoot. And, um, you know, Ohio State is Ohio State, but I think that you saw them kind of embrace that ball movement at times where they were like, hey, we're actually good at this. We're not just like a Big Ten level team. We're actually good at moving this ball around. And then it, the game kind of becomes fun. It kind of becomes easier. Start to you know get open shots. That's always nice. Um, and I think they're in a great rhythm right now for that. Uh, you always want to see your team playing well at this time. I'm not gonna, you know, sit here and say that they're on a heater because they <clears throat> they just played Ohio State and Nebraska. And yes, they should. Nebraska is playing. That's true, but yet they should have beaten Iowa. But it's just two games they've won in a row. MSU can barely go on, you know, three-game winning streaks in the season alone. They have to do it against only um, tournament teams going forward, basically. They should should be on a five- or six-game winning streak right now. They should have won that Michigan game, and they should have won the Iowa game. A lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas in this season. And, yeah, they could kind of, like... Tighten it all up and put it all together. Like, I can easily see, you know, some of these. We'll talk about the NCAA tournament. Some of the brackets we're seeing. Oh, like, dude, I love some of the draws I see. Like, uh, you're like. Kansas State as a two seed? Please, give me that in a heartbeat. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Like, MSU might be the favorite in that game. I might be getting carried away. I wouldn't go that far, but they, it would be probably like a two point line. It wouldn't be very big. Very much depending on what happens in between then and now. But I just listened to um, Brendan Quinn today. I'm sure most people recognize him. Um, he picked MSU to win the Big Ten tournament. Honestly, it's not it's not a crazy take. They have the third best odds uh, right now I, to win them. So it's not it's not some a hot crazy take. I mean, true. But may I um, counter with they're in the I understand the double buy that only four teams have. Yeah. So they made them. You know, one of the top four teams based on they have to play less games. I I mean, yes, I see what you're saying. Um, but I guess that's a good segue. Um, MSU, let's, real quick, let's talk about Sunday. 
Um, I think we probably all knew what we needed to happen. There was a sequence of, you know, we wanted pretty much all the home teams except for Iowa to win. I won money again. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just, he's been Honestly, a- I did not think that was going to happen. The only reason I put that in is because that, that guaranteed MSU a double bye, and it had Michigan losing. Literally, literally the only reason I put that bet in. I did not <laughs> think that was going to hit. Um, and... Uh, Ryan just has had this glow lately because he's been <laughs> winning at betting. It's it's honestly I'm happy for you. Um so Sunday, we needed all these games. I was excited. A the most important part is MSU wasn't playing that day. It was just it was great. just getting to sit and watch and no nerves. Oh my gosh. Now, you did get invested though. I had money on the line, so yeah, I did care. Well, okay, well, let's, <laughs> but let's talk from the fan point, not the money. He's like, I got bills to pay. <laughs> no, um, it, it was so awesome how Penn State. Oh, dude, that game was great. I, I couldn't believe that. I was. That, that honestly felt like March. And I think I tweeted, this is March. At that point, because I... it was like. The magic was started. At that point, I kind of had a feeling like they were going to get a double bye because of that game. And then when, when well, s- Purdue was like killing yeah. Illinois too, right. and um, they almost they did their best to blow it. But I think, you know, Purdue was the is the better team, and it was at home. So Purdue gets the win. At that point, we're two zero. And guess what? We only need one more result to go our way. At that point, we're all flying, um, and then. I think probably all MSU fans are watching Iowa-Nebraska, which is so funny because it's such a random, stupid game. But, like, all of Spartan Nation was, like, cheering the shit out of – or the shit out on for Nebraska. Nebraska. And, um, man, you know, I, w- I had the volume down and I was doing stuff, but – Nebraska would not go away. Dude, it, it felt was like awesome. fate. I, 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 I just had it felt it. like fate. That game went on. I was like, wow. They it was it. like you know when we were growing up and just the magic happens. MSU makes a run. It just feels all so right. You know, I don't want to jinx anything, but like that was a fun day. So MSU, they well, they get one less near automatic. Yes, I'm saying it, near automatic win than everybody else. Um, and they get a double bye, which, in my opinion, was deserved. MSU was one of the they would have best been a, four teams. They, and they, they, would, they, they got screwed on seeding. They should have been like a two seed. No, a three seed because Minnesota, if they would have played Minnesota, that's, they yeah, would have got, got the three. Uh, right. And they had one of the hardest schedules regardless of that um, in the Big Ten. So they really got screwed. There were so many games that got away from them. You could say that about I mean, so hell, many games. Hell, hell. About they, other They could have won in reality. If you look at it, they could have won the Big Ten outright if they just had like three more, two or three more games to go their way. But there's like five teams that yeah. are saying the same thing. Right. So I want to acknowledge that they went the way that they went. And I don't think that there's any coincidence. MSU kept blowing games on the road. Right. Um, that's on them. They, they could have avoided it, but they didn't. And they didn't, and then they didn't, and then they didn't again. So, whatever. Um, now it's time to prove it. Now, Ryan and I have been talking, maybe on the podcast or just between us, all season, that we didn't want to see Purdue again. We didn't want to play Purdue a third time. And, um, I mean, <clears throat> we're looking at the bracket right now. I'm sure you all have seen it. Uh, more than likely, 
if MSU wins, I think that they're probably going to be playing Purdue. No. I don't see Michigan or Rutgers beating Purdue, so I Yeah, we will get to our picks, but Purdue is playing the winner of Rutgers-Michigan on Thursday. Um, I, I guess, in my opinion, like you could look at this one and say this one's a pretty easy call. Rutgers playing bad, Michigan playing better than them, and they beat Rutgers on... At the rack, I think. They did. Um, so, I think on paper you would pick Michigan. Um, they I, still are, don't they also have... also can't close close games. That's part of their problem, too. Like, if this game's close... Um, the last three games Michigan played went to OT. Right. I don't think anything matters. All their games are going to be close. I think that they're just, like, have the Michigan State bug. Like, they just... They love playing up or down to teams. Um, MSU does everything they can to to make games uncomfortable. You know, they'll be up double digits and then the other team hits two threes in a heartbeat. It why are teams like shooting ninety percent against MSU in the last sixty seconds? I mean, even at Ohio State they kept like scoring everything. Um and the, when the game's just like can you guys just let us win now? This is so annoying. Um Going off the rails, MSU could play one of three teams, though. Um, they have to beat them first before we can talk about a Purdue. But, um, yeah, I don't think Rutgers or Michigan should beat Purdue, but Rutgers did beat them at uh, Mackey. I wouldn't be stunned if Rutgers did beat them. Well, if Rutgers ended up beating Michigan, that they went on to beat Purdue, yeah. wouldn't be shocked at all. Yeah. I mean, how often does the one seed go out early? And it happens a lot. It happened last year. Yeah, I I could think of so many times. Um, so that's just projecting because MSU has to beat either Ohio State, Wisconsin, or Iowa. Now. I think most people are probably assuming Iowa's going to be our I opponent. Mean, I hope it's Iowa. I want to beat them so bad after that game. Yeah, and, Ryan and wants Iowa the City. revenge. Um, I think MSU really should have swept Iowa, but neither of the games were comfortable. And I uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, sure. I, think we're, I think we're a better team than them on a neutral four. I sure as hell would prefer to play Ohio State or Wisconsin, though. Wouldn't you? No. Really? A, that, that, I'd rather... That's a Wisconsin's a quad two win. Their their metrics are so bad, they wouldn't even be a quad one Okay, win. so you're you're thinking about seeding. Right. Hmm. My my thought is just advance. I, I want to I play Iowa again. Um, well, yeah. I, I think... Um, there's probably a lot of people who agree with you, and they want that payback. I just think that Iowa could definitely beat. Oh, yeah, absolutely! Of course, they could beat MSU. Um, I mean, Wisconsin could beat MSU. Right. So could Ohio State, but I would, I mean, like the worst opponent of the three would probably be Ohio State, right? Yeah. So if we end according up having, to the, according to the metrics, it would be Wisconsin. If we end up having, if well, yeah, <laughs> if we end up having the play. Um, Ohio State, I'd be happy. You know why? Um, we basically always beat them in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. And we swept them this year. 
Now, Wisconsin, if they played at Breslin, they'd probably would have murdered yeah, them. Yeah, would have killed them. But, um, yeah, I'm thinking as little damage as possible to get through game one. Iowa just feels like an exhausting affair. And then you have to play Purdue. They, they would. The I think day. they would gas MSU a little bit. That is a good point. Um, but, yeah, so one of those three teams, uh, MSU played – you know, all three already, so we know kind of what that would look like. And then, you know, there is a possibility MSU wins, they'll play Michigan again. I really don't want that either. It's I, just I too much emotion for yeah. me. I, I, think, I, I think we would beat them, but yeah, I would, I would not want to play them again. Yeah, I was just kind of hoping to avoid Purdue or Michigan, and that's exactly where they lined up. But um, more so, Purdue's the worst... Uh, matchup, I think, for MSU. I don't know. Honestly, Purdue, I mean, d- Purdue d- could go 3-0. And, well, that's a good another thing to bring up. You don't see good teams get swept three times very often. That's one thing to look at, too. Happened in 2015. And I know. It happened in 2019. Well, um, 2015, MSU got swept by Wisconsin and made the Final Four. And uh, I'm, t- I'm talking... 2019, MSU swept Michigan three games. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess on the flip side, MSU can do it, but it can also happen to them. That's just, you know, MSU, when they won the national championship, they beat Wisconsin four times. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. I mean, the, the three-game sweep doesn't happen to good teams like a lot if you go and look at it, though. Um, True. I just, it's like, all, that's all great, but, like, how do we stop Edie? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I don't, the narrative is... Interesting, but how on earth are they supposed to stop this guy? He just murders us. And MSU, with Walker going crazy, still couldn't win. At home. They beat him last year, I guess. But like, they, obviously, but they're completely different. Different, different rendition. Um, and that, you know, I don't know. It's just not what I wanted to see. Um, that being said, MSU... Wins on their first day opponent. They happen to be Purdue. Um, there's two big parts to consider here. A, um, the the committee really is not. I mean, if MSU won it all, they don't care about. They, they would. They do they not might give care. them a little. No, thumbs up. they they never do. They never do. No, no. I was about to say they might. Say okay, well that was good. If it was like a fifty-fifty between one team in a seed line, but we know this, and um, the guy who runs bracketometry dot com, he confirmed that the Saturday games are basically where it ends. Right. So that would be Purdue. So that would be a bump in a seed line. And you're talking about the title game. I, that's no, I, no, okay. no, no. The title game. They won. Doesn't matter. It's really just for us. All right. It's. And what the whole reason I brought it up is I think if they beat Purdue, they're winning. I think yeah, I don't see MSU wins the championship if they go to the championship game. Um, a little fun stat here for you. If that were to happen, really should be knocking on wood. Um, MSU has uh, gone to the championship at the United Center in Chicago for the Big Ten four times. Um, they didn't win all four of those, but they went four times, and all four of those times they went to the final four. Um, I feel like I've only done 
a jinx here by even bringing yeah, this up. Yeah, now they're going to lose. But <laughs> I definitely think they could beat their first opponent. Would argue should. And then, you know, if they can beat Purdue, which is who we're kind of assuming will be the opponent, um, you know, I think that they will win. And it will bump, they'll bump them to the sixth line. Uh, I guess if MSU goes out there and, like, destroys Purdue by, like, 40 points. <laughs> That's not going to happen. They could maybe get to a five or something. <laughs> but I don't think it, it's really that simple. No, it wouldn't happen either. Um, so let's talk about the, the rest of it. Uh, on the bottom side, the first day is Minnesota and Nebraska. Um, Seems like a pretty easy pick. Nebraska, yeah, probably going to win easily. And they, um, are a trendy pick. I'm seeing a lot of people want, like them to make a run, beating them over I can see them beating Maryland. Yeah. Maryland, um, this is a really good, uh. A little sad about them. They won one two road games. They, they won yeah, they won two road games. Uh one of them was against Minnesota. I can't remember who the other one was against, but they won. Um Might have been Nebraska. No, they lost in Nebraska. I don't know who it might have been a Butler. Game. Is it Butler? Yeah, that's what it was. You're okay, right. so basically they can't win on the road. Unless it's a garbage and team, and I don't know, we I I wouldn't trust them on neutral floor. I I'm picking them. They were er- undefeated yeah. at home in the Big Ten. Early early out here, early out NCAA tournament. I I think they're done first round NCAA tournament too. I do like the juice. Um, if Nebraska beats Minnesota, I like them to uh, beat Maryland. And there's probably gonna be Nebraska fans there. They do travel. That's just a. Just basically, they hop on one highway and they <laughs> drive north. Um, <clears throat> so, let's say it's Nebraska. They The winner of that game goes on to play Indiana. Um, yeah, I don't see Nebraska beating IU. I mean, not on a third day. So, either way, I think Indiana probably advances. Um, and they would be facing... Either Illinois, Penn State, or Northwestern. I think most people would probably tip Illinois. I'm taking Penn State there. Um, he's taking Penn State. I I guess no real hope in Northwestern, who, you know, still haven't convinced anybody. No, I'm taking Penn State to beat. I I don't know if they beat Northwestern, but I think, oh I think oh I've been of the three though. Okay, I, um, I I think you know I think I am actually gonna pick Penn State to come out of that. I think that they they solidify their uh, tournament spot. I think it's probably going to be Illinois. That's just me, though. Um, either way, none of that matters <laughs> because that's the whole other side of the tournament for us. We won't be probably seeing those teams. I think Indiana probably does win and goes to the title. I agree. Um, it's not so much that I I like their team. I think they have Trace Jackson Davis, which is – an asset J- to everyone. Jalen Hutchfino is a good player. Um, they are experienced. Jalen Hutchfino, obviously, he's, he's, a freshman, he's the freshman but... that's inexperienced, but he was like a five star, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a highly recruit. He's pretty good for, uh, and he's athletic for a freshman. He looks older too. You can tell his body's a little more built. Um, he, so I like them in general. Do I think that they are going to make any waves in the NCAA tournament? Not really, but just based on. They don't. They rely on two players too much for me to pick. 
pick them to make a run. Yeah, I just think that they're, they've got a pretty favorable first day opponent. And then um, it's not like the other groups. Honestly, uh, getting a third, the three seed would have been, it would have been so nice. really <laughs> nice for Michigan State. Um, but Rutgers, bastards. Yeah, but I digress. <laughs> um, so, did we talk about the seeding? Yeah, basically, if MSU wins those two games, six seed. If they don't, let's say they, I guess if they lose their first game, they could slip to an eight, which is worst case scenario. I don't think that's going to happen. They would have to lose to like Ohio State or something for them to drop to an eight. Yeah, it would be a worst case scenario because we want to avoid the eight, obviously. But um, MSU is obviously sitting very comfortable. Um in the, the you know that they're gonna be in the tournament, of course, uh, and <clears throat> they have an opportunity to improve that. Now it would just probably be to a six. Still, you're avoiding a top two seed. I I, think. I, I don't honestly like none of the two seeds even really worry like scare me a lot. Like you got Kansas State there. Like, Texas, I, I've been te- UCLA right now. It's I, between UCLA and Purdue, like so. UCLA right now. MSU's is, not gonna play. They're probably not gonna. They might. Uh, they might put MSU in in the. In the no, I, I'm thinking Sweet Sixteen. No, it depends. Round, round, of, round of thirty-two. Depends what happens to Purdue in the Big Ten tournament. Um, if Purdue loses their first game, I I mean not seeding. They're gonna be a two. They'll be if they lose if they lose their first game. They're gonna be a two. Seed. But, I mean, I'm gonna have no confidence in them to. I I don't anyways. I already don't. I have none. I don't have any confidence. In, I I just don't think they're guard. They have inexperienced guards. I don't like teams that rely on a big man, like, for the majority of their production. I I don't like they, those teams. Don't win, in in the tournament. Yeah, but this guy is not just your typical big man. I just don't. I just don't see it. I I don't. They're gonna be if they're a one seed. They're the first one seed I'm picking to lose. But. That being said, there's no way a 16 seed's gonna be. No, able. no. Like they're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna. Edie's gonna just score like 50 points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 16 seed has no chance. Um, I I guess yes. Like I would be shocked because Edie is that dominant. But yeah, I could see like a underseeded, you know, second, um, round of 32 right. opponent I that could do. knock him off. Yeah. Because. It's you know not how like those guards. You know how those guards are gonna hold up. Yeah, and you know we've seen other teams or other conferences. They bring like newer ideas and a newer way to attack and him. Purdue's not gonna, the officiating is going to be different, so Edie's not going to be able to get away with a lot of the stuff that he does. Yeah, the I think you're probably right. We'll have to wait and see like what happens. I'm not going to just sit here and say Edie's going to you know be screwed. No, no, I'm not saying that either. But yeah, he was getting like basically. Just free reign out there, no rules. It's not as bad as it was earlier in the year, to be honest. Now, like they they are doing better with him. Yeah, I think. Well, he was just standing. In yeah, the, they let him do whatever. He got to do. He got to do whatever the hell he want. Yeah, you know, um, which is probably part of the reason they were so dominant. Uh, okay, that's pretty much all we had. Um, do you want to go? You want to talk about football? We want to make picks. You want to. We had like four games we were going to Okay, let's just do the picks real quick and then... um, So Ryan and I went four wins, one push, and five losses last week. Both of us had the same... um, 
we had the same record. I end up the regular season 35, 5, and 40. So classically, you know, just under 500. Um, not a good year for me. Ryan, though, he's, he's, you should see him. He's cheesing over here. <laughs> 43, 5, and 32. Absolutely terrific season against the spread. Well, a lot of Ken Palm spread, but, you know, you've won real money to, to boot. Uh, um, so that's the end of the regular season. I don't know how much we're going to really be able to pick going forward because a lot of the matchups depend on... I bet you make the second week and we'll do... Uh, yeah, we can... 316, obviously. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. And we'll, you know, we'll do other picks, but um, that's kind of it, except for these first four games in the Big Ten tournament that are already picked um, in terms of the opponents. We can't really do it going forward because they don't know who's going to win. So um, these are all Ken Palm. And <laughs> they're not very exciting lines. <laughs> um, Michigan, one-point favorite over Rutgers. It's going to be Michigan here. I just think Rutgers play, is playing bad. Uh, Rutgers, man, they might be sitting in the first four. I mean, the way that they've been playing, to be honest with you. Yeah, it'd be so game. crazy if they didn't make the tournament. Um, if people aren't aware, this is essentially like a playoff game. I wouldn't say that necessarily for Rutgers. I think they're going to get in, but I, I think that they might be playing to get off the to get off the first four. Right. Well, I mean, after you know, there was a point in the season that I was talking about they could win the Big Ten. I, I, they've their fall from great, they, grace. Has when, been, once Mawat Mag got hurt, they've been a completely different team. Right. He's a big part of it, but uh, you know, I don't think they want to leave it up to change. I don't think that this they're sitting there like. Oh, we can in, lose, right. we're in. I, I think that they think they need to win. Right. Um, and, of course, they want to. Um, that's all I can really say about it, but I am also picking Michigan. Um, Wisconsin, Ohio State, the Buckeyes are favored by one. The metrics love OSU, and it is super weird. Give me Wisconsin here. This is ridiculous. <sighs> Um, I get OSU's been playing better the last three games, but come on now, let's let's get spirulier. Yeah, I guess if it's just like who's gonna win, which is a one point, you know, it's basically a pick. Um, I'll go with Wisconsin as well. They Illin- need, they need a win too. I think if they lose that game, they they they're probably not getting in. Illinois, one point favorites over Penn State. Ah, uh, I said I was gonna pick Penn State to get, get to this. Uh, Get to the get to Indiana uh, play Semi. Indiana. So give me, yeah, give me Penn State. Um. Yeah, I was picking Illinois, wasn't I? So that was another pick 'em. So very fun so far. Okay, Nebraska eight point favorites over Minnesota. Um. Yeah, Nebraska. Uh, they're four point favorites. I thought. I'm Ken Palm. I thought. Um. I might have said eight. Up. Maybe I was wrong. I think it was four. Yep, it was four points, wasn't it? Eight. No, eight. Eight. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Uh, I I saw the Iowa score. That's why. Sorry. Mm. Uh, give me. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna still pick Nebraska here. I think they're gonna blow Minnesota out. Yeah, I I actually think they're gonna cover, even though Minnesota is making. They've been playing better. But. A little bit of closer games, but. Um, like Nebraska, 
there's no real shot for them to make the tournament, but like they could they could get that they could NIT. Do that IT, right. I'm going to pick them to cover as well. We only split on Illinois Penn State. Let's see how that goes. Um so before we go into football, I mean like if I had to really pick the final right now, I'm picking Purdue Indiana. I agree. Um and oof. I that's a I'd, tough one to I'd pick. I'd pick Purdue, probably. Yeah, I think that's where I'm leaning. But honestly, I thought there I was no see, chance. I don't see. There is no way in hell Indiana's beaten Purdue three times. Well, it's I thought there was zero. no chance they'd beat him at Matt. I did too, but the, dude, come on. There's no way. Three times? No way in hell. Zero chance. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. So I think we're both... It's not this flashy pick, but... I, I think mean, it's the most reasonable pick, for sure. I mean, Yeah, like Purdue... They're the one seed. They should have. If MSU was the three seed, I would have picked them to go to the final. For sure. Um. So yeah, it's kind of uh. You know, <laughs> Purdue. Do I want to see them win it? No. Um. I think they are probably still the best team, and I'm just kind of bailing myself out, just kind of picking the easiest, easiest pick. pick. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, we want to see them. MSU run that'd be. I might throw some money on MSU to win it though. I think they're plus six hundred odds, but it's not bad value. Okay, um, yeah, there. I think I saw six fifty. So I don't know. It's they're probably one of the better picks. Um, all right, let's talk about the football team. Ryan has been desperately trying not to talk about this, um, but we do have to talk about it. So. Break it down for me, Ryan. Uh, so basically, I, I understand why this happened. Um, Brent Jordan took a job with the Seahawks, so that kind of really sucks. Um, MSU's not going to... I mean, the recruiting on the defensive line probably isn't going to be as good now. Um, I mean, hey, good for him. He got a better job. I mean, you wanted to go to the NFL. I don't, don't blame him. I don't really have any Ill, Ill will towards him. But, uh, yeah, really crappy. Uh, let's Let's call a spade a spade. Let's be very real with ourselves. He used MSU as a stepping stone. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's fair. Should we be mad about that? No. No. Should are you surprised? I didn't think it was going to happen this early. I am somewhat surprised it happened. I thought at some point he was going to leave. I did not think that it would be after a year here. Okay, continue. Um, so he's gone. Uh, I don't know what. I honestly, to be on, to be completely honest with you, I've been trying to avoid avoid reading recruiting stories for like the last. Like two weeks, um, just because things are kind of a mess, and I don't really want to read them. Uh, but kind of couldn't avoid it today because Nick Marsh decommitted. So you know, there's another great source of news there. Um, obviously, top 100 guy from the state of Michigan committed early. Um, I think that MSU is going to be in the running with him till the end. But that that is a really crappy loss. Uh, for him to decommit because I I was really excited about him so uh, yeah that kind of sucks uh, f- honestly I'm gonna try not to get invested in football this off season like it's just not worth my energy I feel like I I know that sounds horrible but like what 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 am I gonna do just get pissed off the entire off season because we're probably gonna get nothing but bad news like if we're gonna be real. Other than getting a few commits, I, I don't know what to say anymore. It's just not good right now. Um, they really need to have a good season this fall, or else 
any goodwill that has been earned is gone. Um, if you can, like, give me a summary in 30 seconds, uh, maybe in do it in position groups if you want, or just however you want to do it. Um, how is the team looking, though, next I season? mean, I think most people think they're going to win, like, six or seven games, which obviously is not on par with what we want, but it just depends to me on... Uh, I think the offensive line will be better. I do think um, it depends to me on who's the quarterback. Like, because you kind of have a ceiling set, like, with you don't have a high ceiling with Peyton Thorne, in my opinion, right? So, if you can get the young guy, Caden Hauser, if he takes the job, I'm not saying, I'm I'm definitely not saying they're going to be like that 2013 team, because they're nowhere near that, obviously. But you saw it happen when they brought in the young quarterback. Team was different, and then they went on and won a ton of games. I, 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 they're, I'm not saying they're going to be anything like that. I don't think they will, uh, even with Hauser. But uh, I think that they have a higher ceiling with him as the guy. Obviously, the floor is probably lower, but you know, you might as well see what you've got at this point. Uh, I hope he wins the job. I hope Caden Hauser wins the quarterback job this fall. So, but yeah, I mean, defensively. I think they'll be – I mean, they can't get much worse than they were, and you can't have – I doubt they'll have all those injuries again. So, but, yeah, I, I just don't – until the season starts, I'm not going to get invested in this. It's just not – why am I going to – what's the point when anything that's happened since the season ended? Almost all of it's been bad news. So, yeah, that's all I really got about football. Well, um, I mean, we do – have an obligation to talk about. Oh, absolutely, of course. But you know, and I totally get that when the basketball. I don't want to see the news. I don't want to read as many articles, listen to as many podcasts. Of course, it's more fun when you're winning. Um, but I, you know, sometimes when everyone's doom and gloom, I'm sitting there like, really, it's not as bad as you guys are saying. It's probably not as bad as most people think, but it's not. Well, I, I'm good. not even suggesting I, that. I, I'm saying that I know it happens for basketball. So, like, I'm trying to pick your brain on if you think right. there could be a little bit of that happening here with football. Possibly. I mean... Brandon Jordan obviously was a big sort of... Um, I, what do you call it? An injection of, like, hype or notor- notoriety. notoriety. Yeah. Um, but were... He coached the D-line? Yeah, he was a pass rush specialist. How good was the pass rush? I don't think it's fair to, like, put that on him. Because they had, like, 50,000 injuries. No, like, no, I, and know. I'm not trying to do that to him. Right. What I'm saying is, is are they going to drop off a cliff? They weren't no, like, they can't get, but they can't. They weren't that great anyways. Yeah. So that part of me thinks, well... If, my my if problem, gonna, I don't care. I'm not saying this season it's going to make an impact. I'm saying down the line with the recruiting, they're not going to be in on the guys that they were this past cycle or the cycle they're in now. That's my problem with it. It's the recruiting, it's the recruiting side. side of it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying that they're they're going to. Oh, the defensive line is going to suck this year. That's not what I'm saying at well, all. That's I, the recruiting aspect that. of it. But um, I guess my main point is the realization of the actual product on the field. Right. Like it can't really get a whole lot worse in that area. So. Yes, the recruiting might hurt, and that's a whole different thing you could talk about. But um, I'm, 
I'm not ready to sit here and say it's all the way over. I still am of the camp that I believe in Mel Tucker. I, I do. I still do have hope there. I I, I mean, he got, like we've said a billion times, he got let, he got let a bad hand. I mean, right? What exactly? He got, yeah. I mean, in COVID, right? And um, um, like, you know, some things went his way. Some things didn't go his way. I this past season, they should have been bowl eligible. I know that's not going to make a big difference, but I think it, you know, you see the waves. You see the waves from recruiting. I, some people, uh, some people actually made this comparison. Mike Volney brought it up the other day. Juwan Howard and Mel Tucker are kind of in the same position right now when it comes to um, the way their program is trending, I guess. You know, um, I think Juwan is probably trending worse because he's gotten way worse with Beeline's players leaving, and he has way more talent on his roster than Michigan State's football team does. But I thought that was a pretty decent – I thought that was a pretty there, interesting comparison. There are some comparisons there. I would just offer that Juwan Howard took over a 30 Absolutely. I, I totally agree with you on that. 30-win um, basketball team at the peak of basically their there, program There success. is no way that they should be as bad as they are. Um, like, they have two guys that are first-round picks on their roster right now and a really good big man, college big man. First and they team, are going... First-team Big Ten. They are going to get... They're going to make... The, they might wind up in the NIT. That's... I mean, from a group of people that have bitched about how Izzo can't develop players... You all can shut your mouths now. Howard, your guy is he's done he's wor- doing worse than Izzo has ever done with the amount of talent he has on that roster. I I'm don't sorry. I want to like pile it on, but the whole reason I said that is Mel Tucker did not take over the football equivalent of a 30 win. Oh, absolutely. At the I peak totally of their agree. program existence. Um but yeah, Joan, he had the like number one recruiting class last year. Yeah, they 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 and, and people are like, well, they made the Sweet made the 16. Turn- they barely made the tournament. Right, and people are like, oh, you made the Sweet 16. Who cares? They barely Who made cares? the tournament, and they may make the tournament this year. They may not. Um, I Dude, I said this before. I don't think I said it on this podcast. You get, a, you get a number one class, and you do that. That is – I mean, could you imagine if his – Right, that? they would be saying, oh, he's he's ruining talent again. I mean, that's all they've said for the last 20 years is they're freaking morons. But uh, – I, I I think I brought this up to you, but I think it would be hilarious. I prefer Michigan miss, miss the tournament, but it would. How funny would it be if they made the first four and they lost? Because remember when they were saying two years ago, your tournament appearance doesn't count. Well, you know what? Then yours doesn't either, because you can't have it both ways. It would be funny, but I would far more. Prefer I prefer them not to make it. I totally agree. Go. You're right. Because um, I'm done with the stupid like is showing how this or that is better like. Just go back to where you guys ultimately belong. Um, and that's watching from home. Um, Juwan, famously on a team that cheated. I don't know what else to say. Like, that's them. All right. <clears throat> that's all you have on uh, football? Yeah, pretty much. That's everything. All right. Um, this is like the best time of year. I know you're a football guy. But no, I, 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 I said it's this like the you, magic is in the air. Said this you to you can last just week. feel it. It's so fun. I, I said this to you last week. This is my favorite week. This is my favorite two weeks of uh, sporting events. It's all so year. Good. I totally agree with you. Because we get, 
let's just say MSU does go on a run. You get to watch like three days of MSU basketball. And then guess what happens after the last game? It's freaking Selection Sunday. Like, we in the recent memory have watched MSU win the Big Ten. And then we go straight into Selection Sunday. They screw us in the season. Were, dude, <laughs> I'll never forget. Uh, I think they, they had Selection Sunday right after the... Big Ten Championship game in 2019, right? Because I think I was leaving, and people were like, we got Duke, and I was super pissed. Like, because I was leaving the game, and people were like, we got stuck with Duke again. I just remember being so angry. Um, I mean, it's always right after. Yeah, so I think it must have been, like, when I was walking back to my car, people were like, we got Duke. Oh, I remember exactly where I was when I saw that, and I was furious. Really, yeah. yeah. Um. In hindsight, got a very memorable, okay. yeah, um, very memorable run. Wish it could have ended a little differently, but um, no, it just feels like the magic is there. MSU, I mean, when you have Izzo, I'm sorry, I've been living it my whole life. Like, it's just, you have that feeling like it could happen. This year, it feels differently, you know. I just think this team is just, this team does feel like they're peaking at the right time. They've been playing... Pretty well. I understand they lost a couple of those games, but they haven't been blown out really. And when was the last time they got blown out in a game? It. I mean, Notre Dame, and then I guess Indiana kind of felt Purdue like, on the road. It was yeah, yeah. Indiana felt like a blowout. It road games though, um, where the whole place is against you. Um, there's going to be a lot of fans. You know, that's there's, why there's neutral gonna be a lot of fans. There's going to be a lot of Michigan State fans. A lot of Michigan State fans, but, like, if they play a, a notable school, they'll have a lot of fans, too. Right. That's what's great about right. um, these tournaments. And it, you have to then overcome that fan contingency there. So it's kind of like you get to be both home and away. That's why they call it neutral. Um, but, you know, there are some games where you can tell the MSU – uh, fans are just kind of dwarfing the other fan base. Um, that is another benefit of being MSU. I don't know. I we both predict MSU not to get past Purdue. I I wouldn't would, be shocked if they won. But. No, but I would be extremely happy because that couldn't be. There could be no better omen than to go out and beat Purdue. How, if they can beat Purdue. Like, they can beat anyone. It's not that I'm saying Purdue is the best team in the country. It's like a terrible matchup for them. And if they can still beat them, um, I would like their chances against oh, almost any team. The, the only team. A that, handful of teams, I would the, say. The only team that, like, really scares me is a team like Houston. Like, that's it. I, because I, they defend the hell out of the ball. Um, do I, not want to be in the same bracket, bracket as them. I would love to play Houston in the Final Four. Yes. <laughs> um, but... We got a long way between then and now. Um, all right. That's all you had, Ryan? Yep. All right. Let's call it a day. Uh, the next time we talk, we are going to know the bracket. That's Crazy. pretty sweet. Huh? Crazy thing about. Yeah. Flew by. But, man, I am so excited. Um, and I've got the weekend off. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to go. If MSU wins on Friday, I'll probably go Saturday. 
and then I'll if obviously they win Saturday, I'll stay Sunday. Maybe you should just stop going to games though. Buddy. They won. They they won. <laughs> they, they they the only game I've only seen them lose. I saw them lose three games on the road. Just three. That's all. They won that Nebraska game. I mean, <laughs> I'm messing. With you. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. I've got Friday off, so I can watch the game. I'm so I'll be excited. I'll be done with work in time on Friday yeah. to come home and watch the game. Ah, this is going to be a blast. I hope everyone else enjoys, and uh, stay safe out there, guys. Go green. Go white. Dylan, up ahead, Winston. No one near him, and he's going to come out with it. And Michigan-